Ahlan wa sahlan ya jamana. Welcome to Junubia Girl Talks, a South Sudanese podcast on personal growth. You'll be listening to unique stories, wisdom, insights, and life hacks. I am your host, Kiren. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to episode five, where we explore self-love, self-confidence, weight loss, and body positivity. For those that don't know Arabi Juba, Bihib Nafsik means love yourself. We'll uncover what loving yourself truly means and how cultivating self-love with intention helps you grow. I had the great opportunity to speak with another special guest. She's a YouTube content creator and great social media influencer who gives advice on self-worth and setting standards. When she's not online, she loves to travel. She's a jet setter who's been to Africa and plans to achieve a few goals when she returns to South Sudan. She recently embarked on a weight loss journey that made her physically and mentally strong, and she's been extremely generous enough to tell us all about it. Her name is Ludia Yanga. I'm pleased to have had an opportunity to speak with her. Stay tuned for our discussion after this short music break. I'm good. I'm so excited. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. It's Saturday. No work today. Just mm-hmm. feeling positive and all that. How about you? Good, good, good. I feel good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. So, Lodio, where did you find your confidence and ability to be comfortable in your skin? Honestly, um, I literally built my confidence when I was in high school. Like I had a lot of like weight issues when I was like in middle school and going up and I went through a lot of like bullying and like Mm -hmm. just getting a lot of negative negativity in my life. And it was like, I had my moments where I just wanted to give up on everything. Like I used to have like suicidal thoughts about certain, certain things because it was just difficult. Like I'm young, my parents, Mm -hmm. they didn't grow up here. So it's like, I can't go to them and talk to them about these kind of things. And my Mm -hmm. older sister was going through the same thing. So it's like two, two things, two people going through the same thing. It's kind of difficult to talk about it. And you know, these Kawajat counselors, they can't help you. Like they don't know because they don't know how it feels and this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. once I was in high school and I, my, my sophomore year, I started like running track and I started losing a lot of like my weight. I gained it back um, from my birth control. But it's like when I was in high school and I started losing all my weight, it's like a lot of people started seeing me differently. And I used to go by mm-hmm. what people think of me. But now mm-hmm. I go off like myself, like my self-confidence, my self-worth, like everything mm-hmm. is like when I see myself every day, when I wake up, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm her type thing. Mm-hmm. But I used to go off like if somebody don't call me pretty today or if somebody don't mm-hmm. compliment my shoes or my outfit today, it's like I'm ugly type thing. Mm-hmm. So now I see everything differently. So I feel like in high school, like my high school popularity and me going out and like going to places and start going out more and hanging out with different people. Like I started to know more, a lot of people. So it's like my popularity started to build up and stuff. So it's like, 
I was just like, I knew a lot of people. And my mom, <clears throat> my mom, that's my biggest supporter. Like she literally, everything I do, especially now that like I'm grown, she's like, she supports me like 100% with everything I do. She just tells me to be careful if she's not for sure about how, she, how I should take it. She'll tell me to be careful, but she's not going to stop me from what I'm doing because even if she tells me to stop, I could take off with, with that specific thing, you know? Like mm-hmm. when I started YouTube, I was literally, it's how I started. I literally started laying in my bed and I was just watching YouTube videos. And I was like, let me, I've been saying I was in like a YouTube video, I mean, a YouTube channel since I left Juba. I mean, since I was in Juba, I was in Juba since December. I came back in March and I was like, I want to make a YouTube channel, but I just never did it. And I was laying in my bed one day. I was like, let me just do it. And then I had this wig that I didn't wear. It was just sitting in my room. I was like, let me make a wig video. So I did it. And then like within the first hour, I had like a hundred views and I was putting it on Instagram and I was sharing it to a lot of people. So then after that, I just started taking it seriously with consistency. But, um, other than that, the bullying in middle school about my skin tone and my weight and just, you know, Africans, period. Like, you know, a lot of um, people from this country, like they would judge Africans, but now everybody loves Africans. Like they would judge Africans for their skin tone, the talking, the language, just everything, like the food, like they'll think that we eat, like they'll judge you for eating goat. Little do they know that goat is really good, like honey, for real, <laughs> but it's like. I just had to strengthen myself and just thug it out. Mm. Wow. You touched on some really good points there. Um, Sidebar, your YouTube channel is like, it's so addicting in the sense that your personality is like, (laughs) it's like it just bursts through like the phone. Like, and I love it. It's like, you make it excited to tune in, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) So, so thank you for even putting yourself out there, um, you know, for us to, to just soak up your energy and, you know, putting out that positivity Mm -hmm. for other girls. Um, But yeah, in regards to, to self-confidence, a lot of people are talking about mental health, but we don't really talk about like the underlying issues that make us have mental health. And I think the things that you talked about are, are a lot of the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of challenges did you have um, with people accepting your looks? Like um, when I was in high school, like I just like I would it would be like these certain people that would always have something to say. Just I could just mm-hmm. be doing my own thing. Like I wouldn't even be doing it. I would just be doing my schoolwork or just anything. And it would just always be that one negative person that would just feel like, oh, well, I'm having a bad day. Let me ruin somebody's day too. Like, you feel me? Just to have something to say, like, just period. Like, you couldn't even know me. It'll be somebody that don't even know me. Just they'll know of me. And then they'll just have something negative to say. Either like, let me give a perfect example. Like, um, when I was in middle school, I used to have, I have like this birthmark, like on my tongue, it's like a small birthmark and it's like on the tip of my tongue. And people used to make fun of that. Like it's a birthmark, like, you know, just childish stuff that Nasta America do. Like, it's just so lame. Like, and then like my skin tone, like me being dark, it's like, I used to want to bleach my skin. Like, you know, it's crazy. I used to want to bleach my skin so bad. I used to come home depressed, sad, and come home and, like, Google stuff. Like, how can I change my skin tone in, like, two days? Like, type thing. Yeah. Like, it was just the stuff that people would say to me would just run through my head. And it, I couldn't yeah. focus on 
real life like my grades was dropping everything and my parents couldn't understand or they didn't know how to go about it because they're not from here so their answer mm-hmm. to everything was like go tell the teacher go tell the principal but if you do that now you a snitch so it's gonna get even mm-hmm. worse you know mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. crazy so um i just had to build my confidence once i got older to realize like these people like they're not your friends they just do it to make mm-hmm. themselves feel better and mm-hmm. just praying like i swear praying like really helps so i just always ever since then like mm-hmm. once i started like building my relationship with god i just always confidence confidence would stayed within me it just i always thought that i was beautiful once i just realized that i'm all i got and if you don't help yourself stay strong nobody's gonna help you like you just got yourself people always thought it was okay to put me down i just mm-hmm. turned all the negative into positive like all the negative mm-hmm, comments, mm-hmm. everything into positivity to like let them know that you're not gonna break my shine, you know. Right. And just set yourself mm-hmm. top tier, like set your standards and your mentality, just everything top tier, like so high to where nobody can touch you. And mm-hmm. you just gotta mm-hmm. go about it just like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And you you made me think about how like it's easy to blow a house down that's made mm-hmm. out of straw you know but you can't blow a house down that's made out of concrete yes. and bricks you know and and i think you know essentially what you're saying is like we have to make sure that we we build ourselves up like iron steel from mm-hmm. inside so that you know we don't um we don't become like depressed or saddened or have low self esteem because of the way other people look at us and that's what i've learned over the years like it's not the way and it's hard. It's hard, sis. But it's it's really not about how other people look at us. It's about how we look exactly. at ourselves. But you constantly have to tell yourself the opposite of what you've known for exactly. so long just so you could build, build that strength again. Um, you touched on a little bit about wanting to bleach your skin. I could definitely relate to that. Um, I actually went the mile and did it. And I fell into peer pressure because I was hanging around a group of women who who did it. And I noticed how, you know, they were beautiful, too, but they like they got a lot of attention from men. They were getting other female friends and they were encouraging me to do it like, yeah, yeah, you should do it. You should do it. Because at the time I was a little bit more heavier and they were like, yeah, you know, like you would look so beautiful. Da, da, da. So I fell into the peer pressure and I did it. And the results I was getting, I was like, oh, wow, like this thing actually works. Like you guys are not playing around. And I can't remember what was my turning point to stop. I think it was, I, I am so frugal. And I think I was like, man, I was spending a lot of money. <laughs> I was like, and this is something that I'm open about. Like I, I don't hide it at all. And, you know, for me, I was like, yo, I'm spending a lot of money and I don't like yeah. this. Like I'm, I'm being broke. Like I got to pay for all this stuff to try to keep myself beautiful. Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be it this at all. way, you know? And so I was like, okay, so that, that helped me stop. And then once I stopped my skin, eventually uh, my original colors like started coming back. And then I just had to like really force myself to like, okay, you really got to like sit and love yourself. Whoever is going to love you is going to love you for you because, oh, that, that's what somebody told me. They're like, okay, well, women who bleach, if they have a husband and they get married or they have kids and their kids (laughs) comes out another way, the husband's going (laughs) to be... It's going to be like, um, what's up? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And I knew like, okay, I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want, you know, my man to question 
okay, why are my kids turning out like this? I thought you were like, <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but I was like, I don't want that. And then obviously, of course, it being expensive. But I'm saying all that to say is I just I just really like I, I had to just put myself in a situation where it's like, OK, you got to love yourself like for true and like just go through the journey, even if it takes years, like just go through the journey because you're going to end up being a better woman mm-hmm. for it. So I I could definitely um, relate. And even the women who do do it, I don't there's no knock on them. We're all in different yeah. journeys. And everyone's you know been through different things. Exactly. Everyone's been through different things and I don't, you know, judge anybody or scold anyone. It's really like, it's what we feel comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? And, and how, you know, some of us have been bullied so bad to like everything that we do is really like, so that we don't feel that bullying again. So I definitely understand that part of it. And being a dark skinned woman is not easy. Back then it was, it wasn't cool to be black or it wasn't cool to be African, but now it's like, you know, with Beyonce embracing Africanness and, and, you know, like every, just, it's like in the media, what people don't understand is we who went through like that turmoil of being made fun of and being bullied and being put down. It's like, we looking at everybody like, yeah, really? Like, like, for real? <laughs> like, damn. Like, I went from getting called a burnt biscuit to, oh my God, you're such a queen. You're so beautiful. Like, come on. Yes, yes. It's a lot. It's a Mm -hmm. lot to unpack. And I think it's um it's so good that we're finding our voice and we're learning how to love ourselves day by day and not um not relying on other people's love and acceptance to love ourselves. And I think that is key. Um, so I also wanted to ask you, like, what lessons did you learn along the way on your weight loss journey? Hmm. The lessons I learned, like literally this, if it wasn't for God, I don't think I would have thugged it out. Like praying every day. Like I used to, when I first started my weight loss journey, I used to work in the mornings and it was like from 6 a.m. to 4.30. So I would pray like every time I woke up, like, God, please give me the strength to thug it out today. Like I really need, you know, how how much I want to lose weight. Just give me the strength to just Mm -hmm. not cheat, to just be consistent with my water, mm-hmm. stay full, all that. And he did that. Mm-hmm. He really gave me like the mentality to stay strong with everything I do. Even mm-hmm. if somebody offers me, mm-hmm. like I will have friends like on Fridays when they get paid, they want to order pizza or they want to order this or my friends be like, let's go out, let's mm-hmm. go get food, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't do it. Like I'm trying to stay consistent with my diet. And even if I did do it, I will only do like a little bit, like a palm full. Like, and other than that, I'm eating healthy. Like if we go to Texas Roadhouse, I'm getting a chicken salad, like, and um, if you want me to eat mm-hmm. like a piece of a, a piece of your rib, okay, I'm gonna eat it. But I'm not doing too much to mess up to where I'm at. Like I came too far to just mess up myself right then and there. Mm-hmm. So it was like there's moments mm-hmm. where I literally just wanted to give up because it's like I'm eating avocado, um, asparagus, mm-hmm. broccoli, drinking water, drinking green tea, and everyone's eating chicken tenders, loaded potato fries, Sprite. Mm-hmm pop you know it's moments where it's like it's mm-hmm. in my face because everybody in my family eats unhealthy like they're they do their own thing so mm-hmm. no matter what i do with my body they're not going to stop what they're doing for me so i have to like mentally look at that and tell myself no so there's moments where i just wanted to give up mm-hmm. and just cry like literally there was a moment where i just broke down like i think it was like 
mm-hmm. the day after Mother's Day. So Mother's Day, I did cheat. Like I had a little bit of, I had salmon, but I had like a chicken tender for my mom. So I ate like unhealthy. I was mm-hmm. little, literally breaking my diet. Then the next day it was like a whole bunch of leftovers and I wanted it so bad, but I didn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I crying like, right. And it's like, Aww. it's just because it's just something that I wasn't used to doing. And I had to remember, like, literally my goal, what I wanted and how far I came. So it made me stop everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, you got this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That that requires mm-hmm. a lot of mental strength. So kudos to you, seriously, because it's, it's not easy to um, you're welcome. It's not easy to to, like, stick to be disciplined, mm-hmm. right? Stick to your guts and be disciplined. Um, especially when um, people around you uh, are doing the opposite of what you're doing. That's actually like the yes. ultimate test, right? Because it's right there in front of your face and it's like, it's life literally testing you. Um, I can relate to that a lot. Like I've gone on so many different weight loss, weight loss uh, journeys, mm-hmm. diets and all that stuff. And like when I have the junk food in the house, it's like, it's right there. So I, I, you know, I, I fall weak to it, but when it, when it's out of sight, out of mind, that's when I should, I can like keep my discipline. But I think what you explained, it's like, that's the ultimate strength because it's right there in front of your face and you could yeah, still say no. Tough. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I would, for me, a similar situation was, I'd say about eight years about, I would say, yeah, like about eight years ago, I began a journey to, um, stop eating meat. And what that entailed was, I didn't do it for weight loss or anything. It was more so, okay, like, um, I'm studying, you know, different spiritual Mm -hmm. practices. And what I'm learning is that it's important to uh, pay attention to what goes in your body because that also influences your energy, your mindset and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to go on this, on this food journey and, and see if I could sort of uncover different parts of myself and learn different things about life. And so I stopped eating meat. And I really didn't study uh-huh. nutrition that much, but all I, at the time I was like, okay, well, all I need to do is stop eating meat and living with my family. It was like, of course you, you know, you're made fun of, oh, you don't eat meat or you know, like, yeah. people poke at you, you know, and they want to like, see if you're strong enough, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be disciplined. And luckily, like I, I came out strong, you know, having Sudanese moms, they're like, oh, you could just eat this. Or my mom. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah and i'm like well mine doesn't work that way you know like if you cooked the banya yeah. with laham like I, the laham is inside i like, remember one day i was um on my journey and my mom made i think she made kudra and it had a whole bunch mm-hmm. of meat in it and she made kisra and she was like is you mm-hmm. know sudanese food is good for weight loss and i was like i don't eat meat and she was like one piece of meat is not gonna do anything would you just eat it i was like no uh-huh. i can't do it <laughs> exactly and it's like it's you know their mind their mind uh set is is, mm-hmm. is so interesting it's funny to me you know it's, it's just i've heard like what are you gonna do when you go to juba and there's no food <laughs> and i heard all of it and i'm like i could still eat and funny enough when yeah. i did end up going to juba most of the food that we ate was vegetarian like it was lots of green dishes and all that stuff so so yeah so my mom would just be like oh just you know take take the the, the meat out of it and i'm like mom you cooked it with the meat so it's <laughs> in it. like i can't eat it so we went through a little bit of that 
But what that taught me was I could be disciplined. And if I could stand up to my to my family, quote unquote, stand up. But like if I could tell mm-hmm. them no in certain aspects, I knew that I, w- I wouldn't be influenced, um, you know, by friends or people at work and stuff like that when it comes to meat. But my my weakness then came in with like sweets where I would be at work and, you know, they always have donuts or some sort of sweets. Yes. And that would be my weakness. But yeah, so you're so right. It's it's a journey and you have to be strong and, and you definitely have to be uh, disciplined. Yes. In what ways do you think the Sudanese community play a role in how women view and express themselves um, in terms of like body positivity Honestly, and things like I that? Honestly, I feel like um, if this was me in Juba right now, I would get judged so much mm-hmm. because the generation mm-hmm. there, like, the kids like they see all of this how we do how we live life in america like we can post whatever we can do this and that but if i was in juba right now like everyone would judge me i'll probably get beat up everywhere i go the men will probably call me a sharamuta like all that stuff it's just the generation this new generation here in america like if let's perfect example if i was supposed a swimsuit picture on instagram 400 something likes let's say that and then i have like all these Sudanese girls commenting, your skin is so beautiful. Like, I love your body. This is, this is that. If I can't take that same photo and post that on Facebook or something, because all the Sudanese elders, all that stuff, they'll bash me. Like, you don't have respect for yourself. Mm. You don't have respect for your family. You don't have respect for this. We're mm. elders. This, 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 that. You're a Sharamuta. You're not going to get a husband. Just wow. Sudanese adults. They're mm-hmm. just so judgmental. And Sudanese been like that. It's like you have to mm-hmm. stop being judgmental and trying to see see life the way you want. You got to see life like how everybody sees it. Like this is not just a life how you want to live it. It's like you're going to see different things every single day. So you just never know what to expect. But mm-hmm. being judgmental is not going to help you because you might judge that one person and they mm-hmm. turn up on you. And, you know, it's just like, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you just got to live your life. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody block your shine. That's why I just stopped caring about what people thought of me. Like, I used to care so much about um, people saying this and that about how the way I used to dress. Because I used to dress, I'm not even going to lie, I used to dress really crazy like a year ago. But I just changed. Like, mm-hmm. once I started becoming, like, more of a public figure, I just started not changing for people, but just changing to realizing that the way I used to dress was too much. But I still think it's, like, mm-hmm. now that I've changed, I feel like it's better because it used to be way worse. But it's, like, I still don't let nobody block your sh- my shine. I still do what I want, live my life. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so, it's so important to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think... We live, see, the thing with Africans, we are communal minded. So everything we do is like in relation Mm -hmm. to the community. You see, like in America, and I can't, I don't know how it is in other countries, but America is very individualistic where we could be like, okay, I, 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 me, me, me. But back home and the mindset back home and the culture back home, I think it's a little bit more of like communal. And when I mean back home, I mean like Africa as a whole, it's like, you know, people are in people's businesses and people are, are concerned about what the next person's doing. It's not, um, I hope I'm explaining it correctly. Like it's not individualistic where, okay, 
this person can just do whatever they want and mm-hmm. live their best life. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's everyone is concerned about the next person because they live in a communal setting. So I think that's fine. I just think in many aspects, people take it way too far, you know, in that they now want to, instead of allowing Ludia or Kiden to have their own personal uh, self-expression, they now want to impose their own um, uh, rules exactly. and regulations on that person. It's like, it's fine if you don't agree with a person's lifestyle, but you don't have to be mean to them about it. You don't have to put them down about it. You don't have to disrespect them about it. And, you know, to like to bash young girls on social media, you know, for just loving themselves. It's like if y'all are not going to love on us, who's going to love us? You know what I'm saying? It's like no wonder why a lot of us are broken or we do have um, certain we struggle with self-esteem or we have certain insecurities. It's because you guys are not loving on us the way that we need to be loved so that we can go out in the world and feel. Yeah, especially coming from men. Men, so these men are very judgmental. Mm -hmm. I remember on Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of this model, but she dates Runtown, mm-hmm. and she she does she didn't know how to mm-hmm. make Asita, so she went to the village where um, her boyfriend, and she was trying to make Asita, and the video had went viral on Facebook, mm-hmm. and everybody was bashing her, especially all the people that were bashing her were mainly elder men, saying you don't you're not going to get a husband, mm-hmm. this 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 that, and it's like their generation. Mm-hmm. If you didn't learn how to cook and clean, all that stuff, it's like you're nobody. You're not going to get married. But nowadays, men don't really go after that. They do, but they don't like because some girls, they wasn't raised to get like learn how to cook and clean out the kitchen. Well, I know how to clean and stuff like that, but I wasn't raised to learn how to make Sudanese food. Like my parents literally just wanted me to focus on school and my parents spoiled and did everything. So it was just like, I didn't learn how to do all like this little stuff that I know is like American stuff. And it's like, I learned that on my own, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we was raised differently. So it's like, can't nobody come to me and try to judge me because of how I was raised. Like that hasn't been doing me. And also men, they bash women for Mm -hmm. like their clothing. Like when I was in Africa, when I was in Juba, I had got beat up because of um, an outfit that I had on, but it wasn't inappropriate or anything. It was just because it was short and I felt disrespected because I felt disrespected because it was one of my relatives and he had the way he was talking to me I asked him, like, okay, so I came, like, outside, and I was about to leave, so he just started yelling, like, you know, that's not how you come to people about things, especially a grown woman, you know, if you want to talk to me about something, you can pull Mm -hmm. me to the side, or ask me to go to the room, and you're coming to talk to me about it, but just yelling at me in front of everyone is not how to come to a woman about it, so it's just like, Sudanese men don't have respect Mm -hmm. for a lot of women, especially an independent woman who wants to do her their own thing. So it's like he could have took it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, I had refused to change my outfit at first because like, if you're going to yell at me and just disrespect me, then I'm not going to do what you ask. But if you came to me in a respectful way and talked to me like I'm my age and not a baby, then we're going to have, we're going to be fine with it. But if you're going to yell and just be rude and just show me that I'm nobody, like I'm just a piece of trash or anything, then no. So that's why Mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to stick up for yourself because respect is everything. Yes. Yes. I agree with you on that one. Respect is indeed everything. And it's almost like we obviously live in a patriarchal, uh, our culture is patriarchal society, right? And 
it's like the men are given the license to to be judge, mm-hmm. jury, and executioner. You know what I'm saying? Like they're given this license to judge us. They're given this license to monitor us, to control us, to to even to the point of like trying to regulate mm-hmm. what words come come out of our mouth. And what I love seeing now is that women are breaking free from that. They're breaking free of those chains. You know, they're breaking free. They're standing up for themselves. They're saying, uh uh-uh, uh, like that's those days are over. You know? And it's so beautiful to watch because growing up, I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? I saw, I witnessed a lot of women in the community just taking things. You know what I'm saying? Taking things, being quiet. They think that, um, that somehow being silent is their strength. There's a book that um, I started reading. It's called You Do You by Sarah Knight. And in the book, she's like, there's too much traffic on the high road. And I started laughing. So now I tell my partner that a lot and I laugh because it's so true. It's like, you can't tell people to take the high road when they're constantly being put down, when they're constantly being disrespected, when they're constantly, you know, just being like walked over like a doormat. You know what I'm saying? At some point, why are we not telling them, oh, no, stand up for yourself and love yourself? Why are we not telling them that? Why are we telling them, oh, yeah, just be the bigger person, you know, turn the Mm -hmm. other cheek and stuff like that? Like, no, because when you tell a generation of women that when they grow older, they're going to teach their daughters that and then they teach their daughters that and then the cycle never breaks. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of things across a lot of cultures are like a lot of things women are told is so that we could appease men, you know, Oh, when you sit down, cross your legs, it's why is that? You know, nobody nobody tells us why is that? Oh, it's because a man Mm -hmm. can't watch you. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody tells you, Oh yeah. So it's like, you're respecting yourself. No, you're telling me that from the angle. Why can't a man not watch me? You know what I'm saying? Why do you, why are you looking at me? Yeah. It's like, instead of telling him, don't look at X, Y, and Z, you're telling me to not put myself out there. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, and these things individually, they would be harmless. But these things coupled with so many other rules and regulations that are put on us, it makes us feel like we are we are just objects and we're just supposed to fall in line, you know. But I really love that you touched on those things like the bashing and the wearing the swimsuit and, you know, people just like just being hateful towards other people that live yeah. uh, different lifestyles and stuff like that. and. And I think, like you said, respect is everything. You don't have to agree with a person's lifestyle. You don't even have to to like it. But so long as you could give them the respect that they deserve as a human being, that's yes. all. That's all. That's all that matters. This new wave of empowered women make men feel challenged when a woman's like, independent. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I want to I want to be clear too for the listeners. It's a certain type of man. There are men out there that they mm-hmm. want to see us win. You know, they want to see us win and they want to see us thrive and they want to see us like feel empowered. And I'm so thankful for those kind of men. But then we have to address the other kind of men that feel threatened when we do do those things. It's because they no longer have that that power or that illusion yeah. of power that they think they have. You know what I mean? Um, like there's so much noise out there today with advertising, social media and television. Um, women and even more young women are constantly receiving messages about how they look. How do you think we can cultivate uh, self-worth and, and a healthy self-esteem outside of all that noise? The mentality, like you just have to not care. Like, cause no matter what, like me, I could blow up in like two years and have like 
500,000 followers on Instagram and be probably half of them thinking Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful. The other half just finding any little speck of, um, like flaw or anything just to bash me or make a fake page about me. Like recently, like, um, I had probably like two months back, I had like two fake pages made about me. And one of them was mm-hmm. um, an Instagram page. Another one was a Facebook page. And the Facebook was mainly to, like, target adults that lived in my city so they can see, like, how, like, you know, teenagers, like, we go out, we have a party. So it was someone, mm-hmm. like, it was pictures from, like, mm-hmm. when I was going out and dressed, like, not as appropriate. That was, like, on Facebook just for, like, people mm-hmm. to see, like, just to ruin my image because everyone knows, like, I'm a very sweet person, very respectful you know, I'm just, I'm not that kind of bad child, but I'm living my life. So they just took it upon themselves to just find any way to make me look bad in front of people. And they about on Instagram, just to make fun of like my old weight, like just posting pictures of me when I was overweight, just, just to make fun of me. So it's like, regardless, like even Beyonce has people bashing her every single day, but she doesn't let that stop her shine or her money, she still embraces herself because, you know, it's just a mentality thing. You can't let that get to you. Don't let people like run over you, take advantage of you because you're building your wall, like a brick wall. So like, if you just let that wall fall, it's hard to build it back up when you already let, let it fall. Like you self-worth like drop completely down Mm -hmm. because like, I have like a lot of like younger figures that look up to me, like watching my YouTube and stuff like, like the other day, like it was like two girls that was like 14 and like 15 that was messaging me like so much nice stuff, like paragraphs of stuff. And I was just reading it and I felt so touched by it. It's like, I really have young people watching me and looking up to me. So it's like, I just got to stay strong for them. And that's why I thug it out and stay strong for my young babies, period. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and um I I think the thing with the internet now is that mm-hmm. everybody feels like they have a voice. You know, the internet makes everyone feel like they have a voice. And I think there are some of us that know that okay, with that voice there's a responsibility. And then there are other people that feel like okay, well with this voice there's all this freedom exactly. so I could just be reckless and say whatever I want to say. And and that is so like mm-hmm. that that is very dangerous, you know? And I think it's really powerful that somebody like you is able to just find the positivity in what's happening. You know, the young women messaging you and giving you that, sharing all that love with you and how that keeps you strong and keeps you going as well. And I think, I think that's why it's important mm-hmm. to have a community and to just love on each other and like for, for women and girls to constantly draw strength from each other, you know? And because when we do that, all that exactly. just quiets all that noise down. You know what I mean? And another thing that you made me think about is how anytime a person wants to do something, if they don't get criticized, if they don't get ridiculed for exactly. it, it's just like, what are they doing? So I learn, I'm learning, I'm learning to accept criticism and ridicule as part of, you know, doing anything new or innovative or trying to be successful. Like that comes with it. So like for someone like you, you know, you have a YouTube page and you're putting yourself out there. So, you know, obviously it's like, you're also prepared for, well, I don't want to speak for you, but yeah. I would think that like, you're prepared for whatever comment somebody's going to say, like mentally, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm put this out there. 
but they, it's gonna be good it's gonna be bad but whatever it is it's just and, already out there like i'm i still love myself i think youtube made me stronger because when i first started youtube like when i first uploaded my weight loss journey it was mm-hmm. like in august and now it's about to be november so mm-hmm. like somebody commented something mm-hmm. like about my hair and it's like i have like 300 something people telling mm-hmm. me that they love my hair. My hair is beautiful. My skin's beautiful, everything. But it's just that one person mm-hmm. that was like, your bob is uneven. Like, it was so funny. It was hilarious. And I was like, dang, is my bob really uneven? Like, I went back to the video and was watching myself. Right. And I was just like, dang, like, really? <laughs> so it's just, you just got to take it mm-hmm. and just thug it out. Just not care. Yeah. Right, right. And when you love yourself, you can laugh at it. You know, you don't take it like, oh, man, my bother doesn't even I'm never going to make a YouTube video again. Like you're not you're not on the extreme about it. You're like you're actually like, oh, they said that. And you're looking at it. If it checks out, you'll laugh. If not, you can ignore it. And I think that's so powerful, too, because like this online thing, people really take it to heart. You know, so some of us are, are strong enough to deal with it. And some of us are not like. So I wanted to also ask you, like, um, uh, body image issues often stem from negative moments in our childhoods, like you were talking about earlier, being bullied in school or um, just traumatic experiences. What advice would you give Junibia's, um on learning how to, like, love their bodies um, despite the, the struggles whole, that they like, had? The whole, like, Sudanese being judgmental and stuff, because I used to also get judged by family members. But me building so much confidence, like, made mm-hmm. me change. It's like, it's like they had so much to say, like, mm-hmm. at that point and like now that I've lost all my weight like none of them congratulated me or anything and I'm fine with that because like it's just like Mm. you're mad at the end of the day because I took I took this seriously I took everything and just turned it into positivity Mm -hmm. and with it and got done what I needed to get Mm -hmm. done yeah and I'm not your punching bag anymore like you can't you can't make fun of me anymore. Like you, you don't can't have that trigger me. And I just anymore. Yeah. The, all the traumatized situations, mm-hmm. like all the negative moments, everything like people even used to call me, uh, even like when I was big, like even like a year ago or like a couple months ago, like they were like, Oh, you need to lose weight. Like you need to do this. That. And it's just like, I don't care. Like, this is me. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I was big, even when I was around this age, I was still thought that I was beautiful. It's just like, yes, I understand that I gained some weight from my birth control and stuff like that. And it's just like, I know what I got to do, but it's just like, this is on my time. I don't need nobody to let me know what I need to do and I need to do it mm-hmm. because you said so. Like, you know, like when, yeah. the, uh, when the don't, when the Corona start b- broke out and the whole don't rush challenge came out and stuff like that. Me and like my friends, we did like a Fudgeloo one. So um, there was a video mm-hmm. that came, like the video went viral. I think it had like ten, th- no five thousand views, five thousand something. So um, when I oh also like when I had one on my last journey, I deleted like all my social media because I just wanted a mental break, like a social media break, so I can mm-hmm. mentally strengthen and focus on myself and get done what I need to get done. Because social media is a distraction, so. When the Don't Rush Challenge came out, that video went viral. Mm-hmm. And then this man from the UK, he did like a review on the video. Like, he, you know, like a reaction video. So 
he did the video and mm-hmm. he watched it and he stopped when it came to me. So when it came to me, he stopped and he was complimenting me and he was like, he didn't know that like Fudgeloo girls like had a body like that. Like, as you know, like people would say that some people will say that I'm thick. Some people will just say I'm fat. Some people will say I'm overweight, but he was like, he didn't know Fudgeloo girls was thick, you know, and he was just complimenting me. And then at the end of the video, he was like, he chose which girl from the Don't Rush Challenge in the video was like, who he thought was number one and he chose me and a lot of people from my family seen the video and they was like because they know i speak arabic but not like good good arabic so like some of the words that he some of the words he was saying was like mm-hmm. in the egyptian arabic or like the more northern northern side of sudan mm-hmm. arabic so i didn't understand some of the stuff and they were saying that he was calling me a prostitute and stuff like that and i was like what so I asked my mom and my mom was just like, don't listen to what these people is telling you. They just want to make you feel bad and less of yourself. This man was calling you beautiful and was saying that you look good, like stuff like that. It wasn't none of that. So I was just like, why, why my own kind, like my own blood, mm-hmm. like just will find anything to try to like kill my shine or just ruin my moment. Like, you know, it just wasn't right type thing so just no matter who or what tries to judge you you just have to put yourself in a position to where like you can't let nobody break your wall yeah yeah and i think that's key that's key ludia for sure because once Mm -hmm. you find value in yourself and in your thoughts and in your opinions it just silences the opinions of others and that doesn't mean that you know occasionally we won't be hurt by what somebody else says but the foundation like like you're at your core you know what how you think and you feel about yourself is what matters and so that's why i think it's so important to like whatever somebody's doing whether it's starting a youtube page or starting a blog or starting exactly you have to know your reason for doing it within yourself because that's the reason that's going to give you uh, energy and that's going to fuel your 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 your, mm-hmm. your passion not other people you know what i mean to follow up with that question that i asked you why do you think that like like our society you know as as Junabeen and even just like people all around the world why do you think people glorify like like skinny women like in my opinion I feel like me, mm-hmm. I could, I couldn't stand with a, a skinny, a skinny model. Like if it was like a modeling agency and they wanted to pick who they want to model, they'll choose the skinny girl because mm-hmm. that's what's popular. Like everyone wants mm-hmm. to model. Everyone like wants to be skinny mm-hmm. so they can be like, um, all the Sudanese models, but me, like I couldn't stand a chance because I'm thick. I've been thick my whole life. Even if I lost another 30 pounds, my hips, my thighs, my butt, is still going to be there. It's not going <laughs> right. Just the, the, the fashion and modeling industry has always, has, has always glorified, you know, skinny women. In recent years, it's been more dark skin models being uh, yeah. pushed to the forefront, Lupita, the actor, like, and stuff like that. So th- there are more skin tones and body types that are in demand, but it's, and I think society is informed by the fashion and modeling industry. They're also informed by TV. It's like, if we were to all just see the beauty in, in each other, whether you're thick, whether you're you're skinny, whether you're in between, like everybody is beautiful. And I'm a firm like believer in that. Like, I think I really try to find the beauty in every single person. But I think in the South Sudanese community, it's just, it's become toxic, you know, to where 
a woman could have so many other great qualities. She could be, she could be responsible. She could have a business. She could have, she could be taking care of children. She could be like a stand up woman. But if she has that weight on her, that extra fatness, she won't get this. She won't get the same respect. You know what I'm saying? Like people will like disregard her and won't see value in her. And it's really, really sad, you know, because we need to be able to see past somebody's weight and really see them for who they are. Trust you know, and, 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 and I plan and on changing the game. So. I want to be a plus size Thank- model. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to change the game for Sudanese girls. Oh, yay. <laughs> yes, you can do it. I was reading something the other day about like people who like go into spaces and disrupt, disrupt spaces. And the real change doesn't happen in spaces where, you know, things that are, are, are the norm, quote unquote, are happening. So absolutely. I, I support that 100 percent, Ludia. Um my final, my final question is: uh, People often say beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. How often um, do you consider yourself the beholder? It's like every single day. Like even if, even if my hair isn't done, like my eyebrows not done, my nails not done, I still wake up every single day. I tell myself, like, thank you, God, for making me this person. I'm so thankful. Like I'm beautiful. It's really like mm-hmm. how you carry yourself because I could be the most beautiful person ever and just have a negative attitude, nasty energy, all that stuff. And people will call me ugly because my attitude is really the way you carry yourself and people will find you beautiful. Like the way you carry yourself, Mm -hmm. negative energy, all that stuff, you'll lose respect from a lot of people or just people will see you differently and not want to talk to you or just anything because of the way you carry yourself. And just self-respect carries a lot of weight on your image. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Self-respect carries a lot of weight on your image. And, um, with me, I think, I think where my self-love really started coming in was, was realizing that if I have to spend a lot of money to look this way, like what's going to happen when I don't have a lot of money, you know? And, and some people may think like, that's a weird kind of thought process, but it really helped me like, like wake up and it's just like, Oh man, like, you know, I need to really like start loving myself because all these things that I have now could be gone one day. Funny story. Uh, my, my partner and I, we went to a friend's wedding and we get there and we're getting dressed. I thought I'm looking for my makeup bag. You can't guess what happened. I left my makeup bag at home. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I left my makeup bag at home. And so when I didn't find my makeup bag, oh my gosh, I was so upset. And I was like, man, okay, I had this whole look planned. And so before beating myself too much about it, I took a step back and I was like, you know what? Maybe this, I'm not going to let not having my makeup bag like ruin it for me. And it wasn't even a situation where like I could go to the store and get more yes. makeup because we literally had to be at the wedding like within 30 minutes, you know? And so I was forced to just make do without it. Funny enough, it ended up working out so well. And like when the picture came out, like I still ended up looking beautiful. And I'm, I'm sharing the story to show like how self-love and self-confidence is really just a journey. It's, there's never really a destination. You're like growing every day and each experience you have like teaches you something. And I think in that situation of not having my makeup bag, it taught me that I can go out there without makeup and still feel confident still look beautiful and it forced me to like to like step outside of Mm -hmm. it because i realized i relied i relied on it a little bit much 
but being forced to go out there without it really made me like see my true beauty in that situation so so that was like a life lesson for me so now i'm able to step outside the house and not have that same worry anymore so it's um yeah it's definitely a journey and i'm just so happy to speak with you and get your insights on just loving ourselves and caring for ourselves um i know you have to go so i just wanted to ask you your final thoughts i want to be out there and i want people to hear my voice and understand like if they're going through what i went through like mm-hmm. you're not the only one i think and um i just want girls to hear mm-hmm. me like young girls older girls even older women that are either like pregnant or soon to have kids or even planning to have kids to mm-hmm. understand like these are things that your kids go through even sudanese moms these are things that your kids go through not just only me girls teens even younger Mm -hmm. girls like my younger sister she sort of is kind of going through this kind of phase right now so i'm trying to like advise her and let her know that like you know you're not alone like Mm -hmm. i went through these things so it's okay if you need help you can talk to me because she still can't go to like my parents and like go ask her i mean go ask and be like mom this this that's going on type thing so i need your Mm -hmm. help this is that like you can come to me because you have sisters that went through this stuff. So it's just like anyone that doesn't have sisters or anything, like they can hear me mm-hmm. out through this podcast and just listen to everything I'm saying. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so how everyone can contact me. Like I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and would like to reach out to me for advice, you can um, DM me on Instagram at ludia.y, L-O-D-I-A dot Y. And also you can reach out to me on Snapchat at queen underscore Ludia, Q-U-E-E-N underscore L-O-D-I-A. And um, yeah, and make sure everyone subscribes to my YouTube channel at Sudani Barbie, S-U-D-A-N-I Barbie. So yeah. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing that information. Um, just as a, as a fellow Aww. South Sudanese woman, like you're making me proud. You're making all of us proud. And there was a time where I would go on YouTube or uh, Google or even social media and we didn't see our faces out there a lot. So it's, it feels so refreshing and so good to like, to be able to see our faces, hear our voices and just get the, the South Sudanese woman perspective out there. And I think that's so important. And we're like, since the conversation right now is about Africa and dark skin and black and natural and all that is happening. It's like, we're in that conversation. Like we're placing ourselves in that conversation because these are experiences that we could directly relate to. And um, so, yeah, I just, I just want to just congratulate you on your success. And I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode on self-love. We hope that you enjoyed this segment and will share with family, friends, or anyone you think is in need. Let us also remember a few things. To be kind to ourselves, to love ourselves one flaw at a time, and to remember that self-liking is just as important as self-loving. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you. Ma salam.